0: Hey, Skyfarers, and welcome to A4Cast, the Caradon Overlords podcast. I'm Lee, Arkham Admiral, and here with me today, as always, we have our uh, resident Hobby Hobo. Hi, guys. And our uh, resident uh, Lord Magnate, uh, the, hi- <laughs> the highest of the admirals, we have Alexander Cron. Hey. And. Um, Today we're going to talk about starting your Calderon Overlord's army. Um, How to get started, some tips on what to buy, how to build things, painting and playing and planning your army. Um, But before we do, uh, let's have a catch up. So what have you guys been up to?
1: Alex. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, (laughs) hobby-wise... Not as much as I should be doing. Um, yes, we're stuck inside. Uh, this is the best time for a, for a hobby, but yeah, it's
1: hmm. it's
2: a lot of procrastinating going on right now.
0: <laughs> okay, so you've been procrastinating, <laughs> and I assume you haven't been playing any games because you... um, no.
2: I, we I have figured out how to do tabletop simulator.
0: Okay. Oh,
1: cool.
2: Um, so I've been playing. Yeah? No, 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 no. Uh, I care. I've been playing some games with some of the, the local guys. Um, we're just figuring it out at the moment. We found a good, a really good base for AOS, and then you just kind of poured in your army, which is like 2D models on bases. And But it, it all works out pretty well, as long as you don't accidentally throw pyramids on the table and scatter everything. But, you know, who <laughs> would do something like that? That'd be dumb.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Not me. That's for sure.
0: Okay. So was is that quite a complicated setup or not?
2: Um, not really. Uh, all, all the the AOS additions seem to be free, and you you just kind of like subscribe to them on the Steam Workshop, and then just you you load in this fantastic um starting board. I'll see if I can find the name of it for people. Mm. Uh. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it, it's it's Dynoc, um, Age of Sigma Dynoc, um, and it it's, gives you like, the, the board. It gives you all the missions to flip through, a whole bunch of terrain to add in, um, uh, all the endless spell models already there, and the rules for them. Yeah, it it, it it was really simple once I once you download that thing.
0: Okay, I sort of hmm. fell at the, the first hurdle of that because. Um, I use my work PC for the stream, but the like small little laptop we have is about you know, like 10 years old. Yeah. And I looked at the system requirements, it hasn't got enough RAM, and I don't think I can install oh. it on my work PC. I can get away with the stream because it's just like a web app, but, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, installing stuff in the work PC, I think is probably gonna be a no-no. Um, but
2: uh, yeah, so I've, I've been playing a bit of uh, Tabletop Simulator and hmm. Um, I painted up a couple models, uh, Knight Vexilla, basically.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: How about you, Hayden? I put my cards on Overlord.
0: Cool. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm working on this guy.
0: Coordinator. Coordinator. Yeah. yeah oh, so before, you two are basically doing the same thing, almost. No, well. Are you going to do Vexilla as well? Are you going to do a vector law as well? You should. Fuck no,
1: no, no, no. no <laughs> so you're no, doing an no, ordinary.
0: Yeah? I'm only painting it because
1: I've got no KO left, and I've had it okay. grind for fucking years. I just okay. not touched it. So yeah, so I'm painting this guy up at the moment.
0: So you um, completely me. run out of KO. Pardon me. You completely run out of KO to paint.
1: Yeah, I, I literally ran out in like the first three days of the lockdown. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, you no, this Everyone is how you're with...
1: supposed to do things. You need to buy, need <laughs> no, to well, buy more. It. It... I'm a speed painter, so yeah. like I had to shit. And I was like, Oh, yes, we don't want I take me a while. No, nah, like three days done. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting to have both the money and for lockdown to come down so I can get it. Yeah. Um, but um, a quick shout out though, um, in regards to TDS. Um, there's AOS coach. He's got um, his we Discord, and the guys will jump on there. They'll play, and you can actually live stream the games on the Discord. There's a Wii community of dudes doing it. It's actually quite cool. Oh yeah, and, yeah. So um, I'll see if Magro can chuck you the link to the to Discord, so you can jump. All on. All right,
2: yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try and rally the um, rally our group behind it. Yeah.
1: You yeah, man, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get Anthony to. On. Post it
0: there's a fair few people in there. There's good chats, good little, it's in sections as well, for anyone that's sort of not used to Discord. It's like, there's like a hobby showcase section, like a list tech section, like a general chat section. So, you know, if you're only interested in one thing, you can just go straight to that section and see what people are talking about. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, uh, for me, I guess I've just been working on some thunderers. Um, I haven't done a huge amount because I am still working, unfortunately, from home. It's the work PC. Um, But, I don't know. Just working on five thunderers at the moment. Um, I might even get them finished today, I don't know. I've got furniture to paint as well, unfortunately. Garden furniture doesn't really count as painting, but it is. Um, I'm looking at lists and things. But, yeah, that's it, really. So, uh, should we talk about our main subject? Sure. Into it. Sure, yeah. Yep. So, um, we're going to talk about starting your KO army. Uh, give you some tips and tricks and advice on how to avoid pitfalls and stuff that we or we know other KO players have sort of fallen in the past. Um Roughly, we're just going to sort of go through um, sort of planning, uh, purchasing, production, and, and playing in a loose structure. But uh, we talked about it before, and I don't know, it's kind of a, a circular sort of thing. And when you're talking about one subject matter, like the other three subject matters sort of feed into it to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, so we might meander a bit but we're, we're trying we're try not to do too much um, uh
2: you can't you come to this podcast you know what you're in for you know what're yeah. we about we don't <laughs> stay on topic
0: if, if there's, there's a high segment in the middle of something very random I'm sure mm. <laughs> um so before we really dive in how, have any of you two got any hot tips straight away like quick things
2: uh Facebook is a good place to buy. Read the description real carefully. <laughs> um, don't trust them as far as you can throw them, because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <Except laughs> if something's not in the picture, don't assume that they have it. Yeah. Um,
2: Big thing is bases. A lot of times they won't include bases. Other times yeah. they won't include heads. Anyway, I'm not.
1: I'm not bitter. <laughs> okay. Um. Um. Yeah. Is that um. Or even better, if you can afford it, just support your local. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, support your local gaming store. I mean, I try and support um, the guy down at Carpey mm-hmm. I was talking about last episode. I try and support him mm-hmm. because he does really good work. But um, yeah, um, so first things first that I would definitely do, and this goes for starting any army, is figure out your budget. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're on a budget, then you have to, you know, prioritise. Um, but if not, and if it's all good, um, buy the book first. Always yeah. buy the book first, um, especially if you're interested in getting into the game competitively or even not. You know, it's always good just to have that book there so you can make a list. Um, because that's leading on to my next point: you need to have your book to make uh, make your list. So definitely get the book first. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, um,
2: I'm gonna have to drop out for just five minutes, but I'll be back. God
1: don't damn What is it? So. <laughs> God, <laughs> Now it's just me and him. Oh. Yeah, okay.
2: you'll you you survive. I'm, you and your I believe in right. you.
1: I believe. <laughs> you. Okay. Okay. Right. I can't just leave it.
0: <laughs> just cut your video off or something. There we go. Hi. There we go. All right, um, so we'll carry on. He'll be back soon. He's just got to eat pizza. <laughs> Um, oh, I my think hot... he has. I think he's going to get pizza. Yeah, he says he's says get pizza. Um, my hot tip is get the get the War Band, the Shades Bar, War Band, Funrich Profiteers. Mm. Um, yep. I don't think you can get wrong getting that because you'll probably want a chemist at some point, and it's yeah. cheaper. It's cheaper than buying a chemist. At least it is in the UK. Um, yeah, it's it's the chemist is 17 pounds now i might actually get the GW site to see how much things are because they have changed the prices on something um but it's even 17 pounds or 17.50 for a normal chemist and the shades by warband is 15 pounds so it's cheaper and you get a few extra models and um, the one thing you're gonna have is when you first start is you don't necessarily know how you're going to want to paint things so you, yeah. you can use those models for test schemes um to try some things out um hmm. if you're not sure how you want to paint stuff um and then you've got your chemist sitting there and i think it's really handy to have that extra uh thunder of a rifle as well because that gives yep. you a little bit of freedom of how you um how you build out your funders about you know magnetizing Um yeah 1750 in the uk for chemist, so you stay two by 50 and you get extra models
1: um yeah no true yeah very very true um it's, it's the same situation here and that's actually what i did for this second or third iteration of my ko army that's exactly what <laughs> that i did um, i did the fire warband um just to figure out my paint scheme i changed mm. it actually and now i'm just thinking i might go back and fix it so thanks for saying mm. that that's so what i did yeah and i use that chemist for my games too so. yeah
0: um Oh s uh A. says it's the same price in Australia. But I mean if it's the same price you still got more models, so yeah. Still a um yeah, I mean the, the one thing is if you do trial paint schemes on him on on those and then you want to use them and they're in the wrong paint scheme, you have got to repaint them. But yeah. At least you haven't then got one random model in a unit that's different. That's yeah, thinking.
1: true.
0: Mm. Um so yeah, there is that. So, yeah, I mean, the first thing you want to do is if, if we're going to sort of move on from our sort of hot takes and onto the main subject matter is you need to plan your army, which you kind of hinted at before you put it and get in the book. So, yeah, obviously getting the book is very important. Planning your army is one of these things that's a little bit circular. Yep. Because you can quite easily come up with an idea for an army and then you'll play it and then decide you don't like it. Um, which is one of those unfortunate processes. And I guess that's kind of partly why people are going to be here watching this to try and find out what we think, um, to think and that's why people netlist and things, um, is to get an idea of what works. Um, I don't think it matters a huge amount with K.O. with the new book. No, nah. I Definitely. think I think um, there's a bit of a, a like a fat middle if, of what's good and what's bad. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say everything's equally well balanced and perfect because um, obviously the heroes is where it starts getting a bit skewyfy because. Yeah they're not really there to deal damage anyway. So, no, they're not. And, or, and some of them are, like, mostly good in combat and some are mostly good in shooting or, or, hmm. or neither because their abilities are so good. Um, but from a unit perspective and ships as well, most things are relatively equally balanced, um, or at least to the extent that, you're not gonna be massively hampering yourself if you choose one thing over another.
1: Um. Yeah, I agree, agree with that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna think it's something to say, but I'm like, no, I agree no. with my statement. Yeah.
0: I think the only other exception is maybe Sky Wardens, but then because yeah, they're no, in the same kit, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, i are still not one By buying them.
1: Hmm. Um, Skywardens and the Engine Master on foot are probably the only two models off. And maybe the Admiral, depending on what, what, what you're doing, is um, probably avoidable. I mean, like, they're always good to pick up later on, just in case you do really want to, you know, no. br- branch out and try something new. But no. at the moment, Skywardens just don't do the business. You know, no. we've already covered on that before, but yeah, that is not. In my opinion, they're not worth it right now. They could be in the future. No, no.
0: not So, yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you buy the kit, it's the same kit that makes yeah. ruins. So you just build them. Yeah, exactly. Them. Right. That's, um, yeah. that's the main thing. Um, Engine masters, yeah, I kind of agree. I have seen a lot of people are using them. Mm. I've Consider, seen a few, yeah. Uh, because they're cheap. I mean, most of the heroes are about the same price anyway, but if you're, like, because they support the ships, you know that they're always going to be doing something relatively useful yep. um and they're not they're not bad in combat really it's just moving them around no. yeah they're all um but i think the main thing is when you're planning your army um you can if you if there's one particular unit that you think it's really cool uh like one particular ship or say say if you really like blunders or you really like uh endermakers something then you can build around it. Um, mm. That's that's the key thing. Is don't think there's not like one build and you have to spam that one key unit. Um, yeah, no, like we don't have any
1: problems. Yeah,
0: uh, which is really good. Um, unfortunately, it does mean that if you then later want to try out new things, you'll end up buying more and more models.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the trap they want us in, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know they but, but... they want us to keep buying new shit which is a fair business but um so So, yeah so definitely plan out what you're going to get and what are some of those things that you would recommend
0: that young people get or new people get oh well i would definitely get a ship um at least one um i think to have a semi-competitive list Um, and that's the other thing you need to do is work out what your goals are with because if you if you're not bothered about being competitive then you really can just buy whatever you want (laughs) Um, i assume if you're listening to this you want to at least even if you don't want to be competitive you want to not you know be completely turned over in the games you want to have some sort of um you want to have a fighting chance but i think if that is the case you need at least one ship because fly high is so powerful um, yeah, it is. Uh, I guess we should probably explain what things are a bit because this is a starting care episode, so we should um, <laughs> explain. So Fly High basically is an ability that all of the ships have that basically lets you take the ship off the board and put it somewhere else on the board, nine inches away from enemy models. Um, so basically it's a teleport. And it, yeah. teleports are always really powerful in this game. When you combine yeah. it with shooting, it's even more powerful. Because yeah, definitely. the problem with teleporting is that 9-inch charge. Yeah. So instead, what we have the problem with is 9-inch range. It's yeah. um, pretty we, You need at least one ship. Um, ideally more than one, because you know if not, if someone takes out that threat, then you're just relying on foot movement, and Death flies, um, which, okay, unless they're riggers, which is 12 inch movement, which is still really good, um, but it's not as good, it's not as threatening as teleporting. Um, yeah, that. So if you start out with a ship, you need to then work out how what else is going to go with the ship, because it, especially if you only have one, you need to kind of capitalise on that movement. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have a frigate or an ironclad, you want some troops to go in it. Um, so, arclords are a little bit of an issue because they have nine-inch range pistols, and so if you teleport to more than nine inches away, so which will be at least nine point one inches or whatever you want to call it, you, you're not going to be able to shoot um, yep. at least not with eighty percent of their guns, seventy percent of their guns, um, depending mm-hmm. on how you build them. Um, so that's a little bit of an issue. Um, mm. Funders can go in the ships, uh, but they're a little bit expensive, point wise. Um, yeah, funders. Yeah, I find, I think if you 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 either build a funders list or you or you don't. You, I don't think you can sort of go. Like, I think the fact as soon as you put them in, because you want them in tens, probably to get your egg eggs. Yeah, at least um, two. Yeah. yeah. So then that's two hundred and forty points, which is a fairly sizable chunk um, of your army. Mm-hmm. It's not massive. And Alex is back. Um, I'm yes. back. Hey, back. Did you get your fucking
1: pizza? Yep.
0: But very quick. It's good. it got. <laughs> nah. Where's my
2: it's got it. pizza? It's got egg on it. It's great. Thanks. It's good pizza. Yeah, it's Aussie
0: pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> not saying anything about like I'm not saying anything about egg on pizza because we'll end up talking about pineapple and all sorts of things and it will just it will be a 30-minute so pineapple? I'm not saying Monster? anything. I just, I just know it's divisive. Um, uh, so, yeah, while you've been gone, we've been talking about planning your army. Um, so, really, we haven't said it a great deal, other than you need at least one ship. And if it's a frigate or ironclad, you need some troops to go with it.
2: Yeah, wow. Uh, the, uh, ships are really why you buy this army, right? Yeah. You've got to think about what, what you want, why, why you want this army in particular.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the most thing...
2: people, that's a ship.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing we said was um, that basically... I explained about how most units are fairly balanced other than heroes, so you can kind of buy to an extent what you like the look of, what you think is cool. There's not like that one unit that's really efficient and you have to spam it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's, they're all about the same power level.
0: Yeah. With the exception of heroes, because they're, they're kind of doing things that aren't dealing damage. A lot of the time.
2: Heroes, there are some clear winners and losers, yeah. Mm. But... Definitely. Um, so, planning your army, yeah, so, um, mostly what, what you want to buy
0: and, um... Uh, yeah, so we... You, you probably want to decide whether you want to go down, like, um... Whether you want a particular theme towards your army, because some people might say want to build like a completely flying army. Mm, um, yeah. Others might really like the look of archnauts and thunderers and want to go. I, I want to have a lot of troops. Um, and you could build a, a completely ship based army, like cause it, I said, a flying army before, but that couldn't include. Could, um,
2: you could do rigors, it, it with couldn't um. It? Frigates, ironclads, and uh, uh, small elite units inside those, or you could do it using balloon boys, uh, endragers, sky wardens, and just to have an army on flying bases, yeah, led by Mm -hmm. what
0: Yeah. or the enderman master. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, but either way, I think you're even if you have a troop-based army, you probably want some ships. Because if not, you're sacrificing that teleport. I don't think you can build a gun line, really.
1: No, you can't. We just don't have the range for it. know, um, yeah, I mean, We just simply don't have the actual range to mm-hmm. do it, to do it effectively. Um, and to do what a gun line is meant, and to do where it is to cause mass damage from afar, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, there's just no... Yeah. Well, the rules... Like, um, there's certain particular units, but those units are expensive. So the Thunderers would be your main choice for a gunline army if you were to do one. Nowadays. But it is. But 100 points would fly. And you're going to have to take Barrack if you want to make the battle line as well. Otherwise, you're going to be spending them on Arcanauts, which only have a 9-inch mm-hmm. range on their main pistols, which is where most of the damage and sh- yeah. shooting up comes from. So but no, yeah. So back to the flying thing, um, If um, because there was a question... Um, on our Facebook page um, about doing an entirely flying army. So, um, but I mean, you can do it. I wouldn't recommend it um, due to the lack of board presence and whatnot. But in mm. the end, it, it's your hobby, man. You do it. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, you, you, you could do it under Barrack Zilfin, where you can have Frigates' as battle line. You could yeah. do it under Urbaz, which is what I would do, um, mm-hmm. because you can make Gun haulers battle line, which frees up mm. points for all, more other shit so but yeah you, you can do it it is legally being able to done and that's what i think they intended for that in the book
0: i think if i was going to do a, a completely flying army i would yep. go for an engine master as general um, i was
1: literally just thinking that yeah
0: yeah um
1: not an admiral he does a lot because, with
0: ships no because what i do because... is then i would say like as a completely flying army and i'd use a lot of rigors. Rather than yeah. rather than saying a complete ship army, because obviously the really yeah, fly. Because um, I mean, obviously, like so. What Hayden just said was basically, if you want to do an all ship army, but I think what I do if I want to do an all flying army, I would I would still have ships, but I would go a lot heavier on on engine riggers, and use yeah, have them as battle line. Um, I might do it. I think it's certainly viable. I, can... I think. The issue is
2: is how you screen. Yep. Yeah. Because
0: you it, know I mean.
2: you'd end up with a very small elite army where every unit is pivotal and mm-hmm. like has needs to be kept safe. Every yeah. single so, unit. Which means uh, you'll be you, extremely vulnerable to counterattacks.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean like you'll hit really hard, but you won't be able to take that hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably going to lose the objective game. I mean, you might get one turn out of objectives, what was with, what with flying high in the movement, but after that, you're just going to get launched mm-hmm. after that. Yeah.
0: The, the advantage of Endermingles would be at least when you fly high, their bodies on the objective, as opposed yep. to troops inside the ship which can't get out. Uh, the difficulty, if you want a complete flying army, would be heroes, because you've only then got a choice of two one of them yeah. can't get have a command trait or artifact. Um so then that's only really a choice of one. Which is he is a good hero. Um whether you want more than one of him I don't know. I mean there's a couple simple. he's expensive. Um I quite like him and there's uh, you can combo a couple of good things with him. Like phosphorite vomit is really good. Um oh, yeah and Say if you were Barak Zilfin, um, Grudge Bearer and the, the staff of Ocular Optimization, a good little combo, um, which is, to explain what that is. For
2: chemistry, yeah. we need
0: to remember to explain things because um, this is like, we said, said before you uh, come back, Alex, that this is obviously meant to be a show for people that are starting an army. So yeah. they might not have read the book. Um, so phosphorite Bomblets, mm. what, basically what it does is in once per game in your shooting phase you pick um, uh, one enemy unit within six inches and you roll a dice. On a two plus they take a mortal wound and then you roll again and you keep rolling until you get a one. So potentially you could do a lot of mortal wounds. It's a
2: really yeah. good artifact.
0: Um... Staff of Ocular Optimization is uh, an artifact where you get plus one to hit on one gun. Um, The Flying Master has a gun that does six attacks that has an 18-inch range, so plus one to hit on six attacks is quite good as opposed to, you know, like a gun that only has two attacks. And Grudge Bearer, you pick one enemy hero uh, before the game starts, and that hero gets uh, plus one damage or double damage?
2: Plus one damage, isn't it? Um, um for Kruge bearer? Damage. Uh I believe it is Princess double damage.
1: damage. Yeah, yeah. double damage, oh, and that's my favorite yeah. combo: is yeah. Bearer on the Indra Master, um, and tons Fosslight yeah. Bombs.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't get double damage on the Fosslight Bombs. No, because
1: those.
2: Uh, oh, no. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be just so stupid,
1: yes.
0: so, great. stupid. Able, yeah. Um, so yeah you could you could maybe build a list with, with two of those two flying Indra masters uh, one with grudge Bearer and um, the staff and then one with frost right and then a couple of ships and just loads of riggers uh, you if you wanted to, so if you want to do a themed force you can um, I think realistically, you're better building a more balanced force where you have a kind of a mixture of troops and um, and flying units. Uh, mm. For instance, yep. to look at an extreme, you'd go to, say, like Gary Percival's list that he used in Heat 1, which was, he still had obviously foot heroes and he still had one unit of Archonauts Mostly for the battalion, but you also need that just for its screen. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that is an almost flying army. Um, and then, this the same way we said you couldn't really have a gun line. I guess if you, um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I'm not sure if I can see an example that's very um, troop heavy. Do you think yep. of any examples where someone's a very troop heavy army?
2: Um, um, the list that i Hey, eh? uh, to an event,
1: hmm. not
2: people, not really. People generally don't to events. Um,
1: well, well, you mentioned it actually because Sean Tubman's winning list, um, event winning list, um, it was a Mornar list, and it actually has quite a lot of bodies, and I've been using it hmm. because I, I play. I used to play with him every week, pretty much, because he's an yeah. asshole. Cool um um <laughs> but yeah um and it's actually quite body heavy so there's at least 40 Aranaauts on the list mm-hmm. um nine engine riggers and one big unit uh yeah. ten thunderers a gun hauler an ironclad and yep. um what else? um no engine ma- master with three suit uh two mm-hmm. navigators and a chemist you' yep actually works really, really well. Oh. Um, oh. You know, we made the mistake of saying that More now oh, sorry, the, was it us? I don't even remember, so long ago now. But, you know, making the mistake that a lot of people didn't think that More now was great. And I even saw today oh. on the Facebook page that someone said it was unplayable. Oh. So, no, it's not. It's actually really effective. Uh, but we can go into that on a later date. But, yeah, mm. now, um, but another like, because um, his philosophy is that Running KO in the traditional sense of what people have been taking to events means that you simply don't have the board presence. And because mm-hmm. board presence is so important right now in Age Sigma, at least an our better it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about it. was, but um, yeah. you I mean, you have to have that board presence. Um, the Ether Chemist is out there with the big block of 20 arcanals so you can give them rerolling ones to wound. And, you know, and they get, it's a run and shoot in the first turn. So that means that you can move everything up and pop pop off, usually give your opponent the first turn so that he gets closer to you so that you can get in the range and start smashing and take objectives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, essentially it's there for the chaff screens, the board presence. Uh, the nine-engine briggers are there just to get in there and fucking smash face while this guy's running around with 10 th- under his as a gunboat, just mincing shit up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the navigators are there, and they're double... Nerfing or double shotting, like let's say a stone horn, with is it Griffith the charm the one that makes them fly? Yeah, doing that kind of shit. Yeah. You're half moving, half mo- moving that, so you're yeah. so you're taking key flying pieces out of the game essentially and just cleaning up everything else. But that's yeah, but you yeah, can I mean, actually do a gun mid to heavy body list, at least yeah. by character standards. Yeah, I guess a good, and, a good
0: of, of a troop heavy release but yeah it kind of it still has how many ships do you say it has an ironclad and a gun hauler
1: yeah just an ironclad and a gun hauler so the gun is there just to zip around put pressure on the back line or on the flanks yeah. taking a random objective it's pretty like the whole point of it at least from what i've gathered is that you're hitting multiple points at once mm-hmm. right so you've got your engine riggers on one side you've got your ironclad on the other side and you're pretty much just pushing putting pressure on both sides of the opponent, and he's having to split or he's having to divide his attention to other shit while you're running out there taking objectives,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with flying high or by the Arknorts or by your gun hauler zipping around the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it, it still does rely on having some ships because that's what yeah, oh, is oh, so oh. powerful then, yeah. But it's, it's a good yeah. example of using troops.
1: Having, having
0: some, some
2: boots on the ground, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly that. You need to have it he- 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 in the way the game's currently played.
2: I mean, I, I, I usually take 20 to 30 um, yeah. f- uh in my list just, just to be in the backfield and hold objectives. Don't fight, just sit back, hold mm-hmm. objectives while my boats go up and do everything and kill stuff.
0: Uh, uh, Someone's just asked whose list. So we're talking about uh, Sean Tubman's list. Um, yep.
2: The New Zealand that- champion.
0: That's on AOS Coach, isn't it? On, not AOS Coach, on AOS Shorts. Um, he did an article. It's on there, isn't it? It's on that spreadsheet. List. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Yep. So it's on AOS Shorts. Um, if you also want to hear a more in-depth tactical about the list, you can jump onto the Notorious podcast. He's one of the the, 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 the presenters. He's AOS Tubbs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he talks about how to use it and how he used it. Um yeah. If you guys like, I can post the list up on the Facebook page after this. Um, but it's really interesting, and it's really good, and it's something that we haven't really seen in the way that people have made lists, and he's definitely on this as something, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I lost my good
0: brush. But right. just generally from a, a planning point of view, if, if, you, if you want to get some ideas for lists, because we haven't got time to date to just, talk completely about lists unfortunately because we've got um and we already know shows about about lists and we've done shows in the past about this but go to aos shorts um and there's a tab for lists and if you go and carry on over us, he's got a spreadsheet where he's got uh seven lists I think there is on there. So some of that. Sean Sean Tubman's list is on there. Uh, I mentioned Gary Percival's he one list earlier, that's on there. Um there's two lists from cron. Um but if you listen to the show, you probably heard about those lists before. Um, yeah, but if you're interested in those- if, if you If you're interested in those, you can go back to some of our other shows and, and hear about them. Um, um, yeah. yeah, and there's a couple of other good lists as well. There's one with six boats. So if you want to build a ship heavy lift list, that's maybe a, something to for you to look at. Um, you could build a list that is, you know, hundred percent ships if you almost if you wanted to. Uh, I think you'd probably better having some bodies to some extent. So um, but it does have some bodies in that six ship list. Um yep. just get it up. Don't want to talk about it. it's too much I'm sure he's got some bodies in it. oh, I hate the way websites are different. Different on mobiles, they are on, uh, um, what to call it? Desktop.
2: Yeah. Where are lists? Oh. We'll post a um a link up to them.
0: Yeah, uh, So I know where it is when I look on the, fr- on it, uh... oh, this archive, here we go.
1: Oh, another thing as well is that um, if you could also find us some stage um, on the Honest Wargamer site, they've got a whole bunch of list diaries and stuff like that. Yeah. Sean actually did, did one for his list. Um, yeah, okay. So if you don't want to listen to him yarn about it, because Sean oh. talks a lot of shit. Hi, Sean. Um, then you can just read what he has to say. It has a list up on it. Um, yeah.
2: That'll be good, yeah. Um, he, he'll... The, it's basically the, the creator of the list going through the list bit by bit and explaining all his design decisions while creating the thing.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's great. Um, I it haven't read it because I can't read. So um, I can't read it. it, it, it it's,
2: yeah. a, it's a great resource for when you're when you're trying to plan an army.
1: Yeah, yeah it definitely is.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Should we start talking about like so. You got a kind of an idea of what you want for your and overlords. What should you go and buy specifically yeah. to make uh, your money?
1: Yes, a fun part, um, down yeah, so, to
2: the fast tax,
0: yeah. So, talk about this. Um, obviously, you want to buy if you plan the list, you want to buy what's in the list. Don't <laughs> just go, don't you Know if you want, if you just because it's something's a good deal on Facebook, if you plan the list and it doesn't have half the stuff you want in your list, then it's not necessarily a good deal. Um, so especially if you are working on a budget, you know, try to stick to the things that you've planned for. Um, that should you know, I like to think that's fairly obvious, but I don't know. I mean, if sometimes you see a good deal and you get blinded by it, um, so if you're building a ship based list. Um, or a heavy flyers list, and you see someone selling an army that's mostly like, one hundred and twenty archers or something. Um, you know, maybe don't go and buy that on Facebook or eBay. Check, uh, don't uh, Check
2: it, check it first. Yeah. Make make sure it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um. And so when it comes to purchasing your army, this does feed into planning a little bit because if you are Working on a budget, you probably need to be aware of how much things cost. Um, when you, but don't. So if you're on a very tight budget, don't plan an army that's very expensive. Um, no.
2: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, and overlords are one of the more expensive armies. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: They're cheaper than what they used to be. They are much cheaper than what they used to be. We, we
2: yep. that's, oh, that's yeah, that's that's never happening again.
0: But some thing, again. Some things have gone up in price uh, since they first came out, at least in the UK. <laughs> um, not here. Uh, not, for not, age not of sigma. Not not by a huge amount. The collecting box says.
1: The star collecting, um, there you go. The
2: star collecting yes. box is now a very good option. Pretty much everything Sim- in that box can be in su- one circumstance or another. Battle line. And then you got your hero, um, so the, you, you you get five thunderers, which can be battleline if you're in Barrack Gnar. You get a uh, gun hauler, which can be ba- battleline if you're in Barrack Urbaz, uh, and it has Endon riggers, uh, well Endon riggers, but um, Sky wardens who can be battleline if you have a Endon master individual suit, who's only available in um, uh, the it's a war at the moment but
0: yeah. that, that'll change uh, yeah. so most things uh, like most of the ships are relatively set at the same price um, Arkonauts work out quite expensive in terms of buying them because you can't get yeah. them set. Um, um, yes you can't get them to start collecting or something um, so if you are on a tight budget, don't build a list of hundreds of <laughs> Um Don't do it. Because, it, yeah, it's going to cost you a lot of money in the long run. Um, you should
2: only need 20 to 30 of them,
0: yeah.
2: realistically, yeah. in a list.
1: I'll I say 20 to 40 to be safe, but 20 yeah. to start off with, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, things that are you- cheap is the start collecting is great value. Um okay, You really mentioned the A4 right set. The A4 set is extremely good value as well. Um,
2: if you can find someone to split the thing with.
0: Well,
1: if
2: you're you, doing it by yourself, well, yeah, you've you got a whole, but you, you got to decide whether you want, like, it comes with all this Zen stuff. You might want the Zen stuff, but mm-hmm. you might
0: not. Yeah, well, to give you an, an idea, um, and these are UK prices, but for ten for ten points, um, a frigate or gun hauler costs you costs two pounds for ten points. Um, whereas the A for War set, if you split it, is just under a pound for ten points. Um, and if you don't split it, and you're paying for the whole set, it's still one pound ninety two for ten points. So it still works out cheaper in theory, per 10 points of buying a gun hauler on its own. But of course, obviously, you're getting the hero and the uh, rigors. Um, yeah. So if you only want to buy a gun hauler, then don't buy a massive set to get it. But if you want... The the thing with the Starkledging and A4 is decide whether you want all of those things. Because as soon as you don't want all of them, it becomes worse value. Um, yeah. And the more things you don't want, the worse in value it gets. Definitely. Um, so,
2: with, for, for someone who doesn't have any Cowden Overlords, um, you will want most of the things in the Star Collecting box. You might not find much use for the hero. Well, it's a cool model. But, yeah, it, it, it's a cool model. Um, uh, so it comes with the Ender Master on foot, who is very different to the Ender Master in Dirigible Suit. He won't unlock your um, Balloon Boys as Battle line And he doesn't have mm-hmm. access to the really potent uh, artifacts that the individual Suit, Ender Master, has. He's more yeah. of a sit-in-one-spot, beat-stick-with-his-hammer kind of guy.
1: If you want to know what it looks like, there it is. That's an ninja Indram- ninja master on foot. 30 yeah. camera. 30 camera. Yeah, definitely. Here's a big camera. Hmm.
2: Um, and yeah, the the start, start, like I said it'll, it'll give you it'll give you a boat, which is always nice. It'll give you like show you how like let you build a boat and like have crew and little extra bits that you can put on. It. It's It's just a fun kit, the the gun hauler. And then you'll, it'll, if you like the gun hauler, you'll love all the other bigger boats, which just have more crew and more extra bits and more like rigging and such.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the other thing is, if you've never, uh, like, if you're new to KO, um, which you probably are if you're you're watching this, is building and painting a boat is a fairly big undertaking. Yeah. Um, not some. So, if you get a gun hauler first, it's a really good way of sort of practicing that to an extent because it's a little. It's bit, a
2: good yeah. intro boat.
0: Yeah, and then you can move on from there uh, onto a bigger boat. So, start. I uh, start collecting all the april set. It's good from that perspective as well. Um, some people like to get two to three start collecting boxes. I what do you think of that? Because I'm not so sure about getting multiples. I
2: got two. Um, I, I I got a couple and then um, got one uh, one one at an event later as well. Uh, basically uh, this what once you get more into in, in depth into the army, you'll find that the starting star collecting box actually has the perfect models for Creating a one of the battalions in the book, which is basically yep. a, um, uh, a a small army within itself. That'll you can kind of just plug in units into this battalion, and you'll have a, a pretty w- good functioning army. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called yep. the Grandstock uh, Escort Wing, and it's got yeah. it's
1: Same
2: basically way. Thunderers, gun haulers, and then. A frigate or an ironclad, mm-hmm. which like nine percent of that is in the star collecting.
0: Yeah, um, I guess the the biggest problem with it is is you end up doubling up on an ender master. Um, I do have kind of, yeah a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> he, so he kind of ends up free anyway in it. Um, so it's not too bad, and I guess you could convert him into a different hero if you wanted to um you could yeah so yeah if you're that way inclined you can i i would personally say if you can get someone to split april war with you then one start collecting and one april will be really good um yep but yeah i mean april war it's hard to say i'm i'm not sure if, if it's still available everywhere so like you Thing is, things aren't good value if you're buying it from someone that's jacked up the price because it's not available anymore.
2: So, Beware of, scal- of scalpers. Yeah. Online. Um, I'll have a check on the GW website. To yeah. see well, if it if, if says everything's tem-
0: everything's temporary, temporarily unavailable at the moment. So. Yep. Um, Yeah, so it's not on there in the UK, uh, The Acre War isn't. Um, like it
2: doesn't look like it's on the Games Workshop website anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, which is, you might, mm. you might be able to get it from, um, you know, like independent retailers, um, because they tend to sell out of things uh, slower in Games Workshop because they're less known. A lo- a, lo- a, you,
2: a lo- Your local hobby shops should still have Aether War. Um, somewhere,
0: yeah.
2: Somewhere in in, in in their basement. Uh, basically, it's 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 a big <laughs> combined box set. Uh, it gives you some Zine stuff, and it gives you six Kaldron balloon boys, the Endron master on in on individual um suit, suit, which is only available. In this box set, at this point, at the point of recording, um, and one gun hauler. So it doesn't give you the thunders that the star collecting box does, but it does give you more of that, that more combat units essentially. Mm.
0: It gives you it gives yeah. you more rigors and it gives you a hero you can't get anywhere
2: else.
0: Um, a lot of
2: people bought this box specifically for that hero because he is that good for this army
0: to your spin, um, bloody testic. So, I mean, the thing with uh, A4 and the Star collecting set does, it comes back to planning. If you're planning um, something that has a list that has funders in it then it's, and gun haulers and some engine riggers, then it's a very good start. A4 is a very good start if you want something that's got sky riggers in it and that hero and, and a gun hauler, um, both of them, to be honest, if you don't like gun haulers, they're not that great value, I don't think, really. I mean, what is it, 60 pounds, so the hero's you know, 25, 25, 50, yeah, I mean, if you want the hero, if the stock playing say if you don't want the gun hauler and you want the hero, the Skyrigger Confunders, it's still good value. If yeah. you want, you know, but then obviously, if you only want one of the hero, then you're paying, and you don't want the, the gun hauler, then you're paying basically £60 for £55 for upper models. Yeah. You get some other stuff cheap, but if you don't want them, it doesn't really matter, does it? So it does Yeah, it does come back to, to, to what you're planning. Um, what we didn't mention when we talked about planning was battalions. So... Yeah. Which is a good thing. Which is start collecting set is very good if you want to build an escort wing. Uh, which yeah. I one hundred percent agree with that. If you want to build an escort wing, then yeah, that start start collecting set is great. Um, the yeah, if you, the other battalions you, there isn't really necessarily a cheap way of building around them necessarily.
2: So the two other battalions you have, which are basically an auto-build army, um, you got your uh, Iron, Iron Sky Command Squadron, which is an Ironclad, the big boat, with four, uh, three heroes, a squad of Ar- Arkenorts, and some Enderriggers. Um, there's no, no real set that has those elements in it. But it is a uh, battalion a lot of people choose to run. Uh, yeah. The other one is your Iron Sky Attack Squadron, which is two, two frigates with eight, each frigate having a squad of, uh, of Arkenauts in it. Two, and then yeah. you can have yeah. more frigates.
0: Yeah, two to two to five. Five is the cap, I think. Mean, you're never going to get near five. Really, really. You yeah. um, but you need at least two, and you need the same the number of Arkenaut units as you do frigates. Um, which is a little bit different to how it used to be.
2: So for that, you only have to buy a, buy a frigate, buy an Arc buy Arcanauts, buy frigate, Arcamores, frigate, Arcamores.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, a for war, I think is, you might want to pick up one A for war set if you're building the Iron Sky Command, um, because you might, I think a lot of people end up going engine rigger heavy with that with that battalion, because you have one to three, uh, one to three units of engine riggers. So getting two in that, particularly if you're splitting it, like they're twenty five pounds for a set anyway, and if you manage to split it, you pay fifty five pounds for all of those models, um, for and you know for fifty pounds around fifty pounds worth of of skyriggers and the hero can be included in the battalion, um, so he would be one of your heroes in the battalion, and the gun hauler would. Wouldn't isn't in the battalion but would work well alongside it, but again, it doesn't yeah. whether you can get it and if you can split it. Um, and I wouldn't buy multiples of A4s. Oh, no,
2: no, you, you no, really I'm, only
1: need one. A bit.
0: Um, so if you're not buying the Start Collecting or A4 and you'd just general tips on buying, I would say. You can have a look on Facebook and eBay to see if you can get things cheap, but be careful. Um, as we said before, there are a lot of people splitting up a War and selling things separately. So you can get some bargains that way. Um, particularly rigors, I think, because a lot of people that had the army before already had lots of rigors. Yep. So they wouldn't necessarily need them. Um, so it's a good cool way of getting cheap, them. Um, I would personally go for try and get bits in your box. If
2: one you... one way to if if you want to if you're looking at getting a, into ko, you you don't want to put too much towards buying ko right now. You you whether you don't want to or you can't. Uh, either way, a good way to to start out the army and get a feel for them is by buying them as a kind of. A, in the context of Warcry, which is like an A to yep. Sigma skirmish mode. Um, mm-hmm. So in Warcry, the models you can use are Arconauts, uh, Balloon Boys, of uh, Sky Sky Wardens and, and Thunderers. So to, if you wanted to, like a bare-bones bare starting out KO, you could get a box of Arconauts, box of Thunderers, box of Ender Riggers. That'll give you a good overview of... The, what, what the different models look like, and then you can play them in a Warcry game, play a, play a Warcry campaign, um, and that, that'll give you a really budget and Overlord army. Yeah. Then to port it into Age of Sigma, all you really need is one of the four heroes. Uh, Navigator, Ender Master, Chemist, Admiral. I'd suggest the Navigator or Chemist first... Because they're generally seen as the more useful, better heroes mm.
0: for the army. I, I would never buy an Endromaster on foot separately. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're not initially going to buy the start collecting set, you might choose to at some point. <laughs> um, and then you'll end up with two. Um, so bit, uh, or if you are going to buy one I would definitely not buy it fr- from retail because there will be people that have bought two or three start start-taking sets. I'm just trying to sell off their uh, extra engine master so you can get it cheap somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier about uh, the Shades Bar Warband is a great way of getting a chemist and some extra models. Um, so I think that's a, if you want a chemist, it's a great great way of getting one. Um, Other than that, you you need to basically try and stick to the models that you need really. Um, One thing we didn't talk about in planning much was time scales. Um, And so when you're planning your army, you probably want to think about when you want it for. Um, And so say if you've got a tournament in two months' time, you want to build an army that you can get ready before that time, um, because it's no good getting a really good deal and building a, the perfect list. If to be honest, you can't build it and get it painted in time. Yeah. Um, Different. So I think, I, yeah, that's where I think can be quite good if if you are working for a, a strict timescale. Because there are only five models for quite a large amount of points in your army, uh, an elite army will end up being quicker to paint up and build. Um, the other thing is, if you're if you know you're going to be going into Caldon Overlords for the long haul, and eventually you're going to want to um, pretty much have one of everything or some of everything and try out different lists. If, if you have got you know like a tournament in a short amount of time, you can kind of almost in some ways disregard some of the things we said about only buying the things you need for your list. Because if you yeah. know eventually you're going to try and try out different things or uh, build different lists, then it, you might as well get those other units cheap in say the start collecting set, even if that's not yeah. what, even even though you're not going to do that initially, initially if you're gonna if you're gonna be in in this for the long haul and you're gonna want to play this army for several years then no. and try out different iterations of it, then you might as well get get the good deals. Um there's something yep. else I was gonna mention, but it's now sit my head. Yeah, gone. Completely, completely gone. <laughs> uh so is there anything else that we've missed on what to buy? i was just going
2: um, to buy the big ships. W- so I you- when to buy the big ships, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um, so what I would do is obviously, as this obviously goes back to planning with your list. So you really need to prioritise. Um, now, the Ironclad is the largest and the most expensive ship, and it is quite a challenge for a new hobbyist. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're more experienced with with the hobby, you should be all right. Um, But apart from that, it is just, it's the centerpiece of the army. You know, it's the biggest model. It's the coolest looking. I mean, I had mine out just then because I fucking love it. Um, Yeah. So I would say if you want to start playing competitively, get nine clad. If you want to just sort of learn the mechanics of garrisoning, um, and flying hotly than a frigate. But then again, the frigate might not always be in the game. So, yeah, but timing, um, it's kind of hard with ships. But definitely, a gun hauler first up should be your first one. Because one that get gets you in there and it teaches you some basic mechanics. And then from there, um, either an ironclad or a frigate or both. Yeah.
0: I've, I've just remembered the other thing I wanted to mention, which was... Um, like... Kron mentioned um, Warcry is a great way to sort of learn some mechanics and start out and get some games going early. Yep. The other thing yep. that you mm-hmm. can do is you can play one thousand point games. Um, yes. And I, when I first started, I went to. I was quite lucky because a local game store did quite a few doubles tournaments, which obviously the two one thousand point armies, and they did um, a couple of like one thousand points or one-day social events uh because you can build a 1k army what and use that to work towards getting towards a 2k army um but just bear in mind that if you are going to do that and you want it to be playable at 1k or or 2k then you the battalions that you're working towards probably won't fit in 1k um and something like mm. a frigate is going to be more playable at1,000 points than an Ironclad. Yeah,. Different. Mm. So yeah, so if you want to build an army that can work at more than one points level like that, then a frigate is probably a little bit more useful than an Ironclad. True. yeah, uh, No nah. yeah. Gotcha. Dear.
2: Don't let us dissuade you from trying to get an ironclad at a thousand no. points though. That's going to mm. be yeah. amazing. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it, it's certainly not going to be bad. Um, it's just it's just going to be a little bit inflexible in what you can include alongside it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, by no by, by no means a bad purchase. And the other thing I would say is you will never regret having an Ironclad ever, <laughs> even if it just sits on the shelf. As long as it's built and painted, it will look amazing on the shelf. So,
2: yeah, um, there's yeah. the first problem. You've got to build it and you've got to paint it.
0: Yes, it does take. A
1: I lot. had great fun painting mine, clip
2: yeah. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, it mm-hmm. is. I it is really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, should we start talking about like the hobby aspect of starting yeah. KO? What you expect? Yeah. Build and paint.
0: Uh, My just- favorite but very quickly, a here in the chat says uh, you, another way of starting is just by allying, allying in one to two units. If you've got like a Stormcast army or a Cities of Sigma army, then a good way. A hell,
2: yeah. Or a Chaos yeah. army if you've got Hell
0: Cannons. Yeah. Oh, well, I think he means anything's way. possible. Put some KO into your army, like the army you already have, and that's a good way of yeah. learning some of the mechanics because you Fly High is a very unique mechanic and garrisoning is. So, yeah, that's a very good point um and so yeah if you're going to do that then you'll probably want probably most of the, sh- the ships i would have fought or mm-hmm. sp- if you're putting them into a stormcast army or cities of sigma i mean you're probably going to be looking more at ships or yeah. sky riggers maybe yeah probably uh,
1: gun haulers is- maybe type.
2: Gun haulers make very good allies. Very consistent. Yeah. Uh, AOS coach used a couple, mm. um, yeah. and in his cities, and he had great success with them. Same with mm. some a fire slayer player down at Cancon. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, uh, Eric in the chat says um, they're a great addition to fire slayers as well. So if you if you already got fire slayers army, you can yeah put in. Um, he, he mentions actually a gun hauler with some engine riggers alongside So yeah, it's a great addition um, mm. uh, yeah and I think a gun hauler as an ally is pretty handy because it can teleport which a lot of armies can't do and if you've got some engine riggers hanging off the edge that's really good and actually if you're doing that get A4 because it's got yeah. a gun hauler and some engine riggers uh,
2: the perfect amount of end to put to um, yeah. hang off of it as well
0: yeah and exactly also,
2: seven balloons
0: it's 350 points so if you don't include the hero like 150 for the gun hauler 250 350 yeah Fits in for yeah, yeah. Um, and that's another thing you want to figure out when you plan your army is if you have fire players and then you get a gun hauler to ally in your next logical step will probably be to build a Barrett ring army. Because you yes. want the fire and stuff. And the same with Cities of Sigmar, because you've probably got some dwarfs and stuff like that. Um, yep. But yeah, let's, let's move on to the hobby aspect, because once you've planned your army and you've bought it, you've got to build it and paint it, which can yep. be time-consuming, um, potentially. Unless you're like Hayden, and you can get it done in like how many days? I painted
1: half of a two thousand five, two thousand five hundred and something point army in three days.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It took me years to paint my own <laughs> I spent a lot of that time on the shelf while I was painting other things because I just like I completely I decided I didn't like the paint scheme I done and then changed it, but yeah. Yeah. So um
1: so in regards to hobby, uh especially with KO, they can be rather daunting. Um, mm. especially if you're a new painter just because they are so detailed. Um, which probably nah no you can't come and really see them probably but um but yeah so just just like with any army you want to figure out what your primary colours are going to be because you want everything to tie it in. You want to figure out what metallics you want to use, if any? If you're fancy, loosey goosey, and want to do non-metallic metals and whatnot, mm-hmm. you can do that. Me, I'm too lazy. Um, Vincent Charles going to hate me for that. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah. So different. So what I did was that okay, I looked at all my paint. I was like, hey, sweet. What colors contrast with, with each other, and what would look good? Like, I'm. Um, so what I also did as well is I looked at like. Sort of like old warships and i sort of tried to figure out you know like what was where um i had a look at the models hold on hold on <laughs> i can't talk about it without looking at it sweet so when i came to the iron clear i had a look at it and i was like okay hey, sweet so what colors do i want to use so i came up with this turquoise color as my main because i wanted to try something different so okay sweet And then I thought, sweet, what colour is going to contrast with that to make it pop a bit bit, bit more and sort of catch the eye? And so I chose ivory, uh, which is pretty good. Um, And for metallics, you need to think about sort of like if if you really want to get into the hobby lore aspect. Um, And you look at a lot of the the art. So the art and the base Skyport paint schemes are great. So if you look, look at the Battle times, they have painting guides. You can look, look at all the different skyports if you want to base them on a single one if you want to a ground like I did. So, yeah, so... And you sort of want to, like, break it up into sections, so, so to speak, where, where, when you're trying to figure out your paint scheme. Oh. That's my opinion, and that, that's my thoughts. Um, another thing as well is that you've got all these little glowy bits. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so with that, you need to think about How's that going to contrast as well? So you're sort of thinking of like three colours, three to four colours really that you're going to be working with primarily and then from there you just pick out other things. So, yeah, so for mine, I pretty much have gone for very simple. So this brownie turquoise, sorry, sorry, this bluey turquoise, ivory, um, a dark brass, like a reddy dark brass, this colour here, and this Silver. And that's it. And green for the glowy bits. And, that, and that's it. So I try and pick colours for when I'm painting them. Does that make sense? Or did I just go on a big rant no, about nothing. That
0: makes good sense. I think, I mean, there's, obviously there's no hard and fast rules here because you, you do what you want to do. And the most important thing is do something that you are going to fall in love with because if you don't, and you get sort of disenchanted halfway through a model, then you won't finish it, and and you want to like you don't want to go back and repaint things. So uh-huh. definitely think things through properly, and um, do some tests. Uh-huh. Do some test models. I think is really helpful. Um, yes. And, which is another reason why I mentioned it earlier. But if you're just doing this. Underwood. Why I think the underboss the under, the warband is really good because you've got some models you can test paint with, yeah. um, and also why it's good to start with a gun hauler because if you do a paint scheme you don't like and it's on a gun hauler it's not as bad as if you do it on an ironclad. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't want to make mistakes on this baby. Definitely yeah. not. Um,
2: give me a second. I'll, sh- I'll I'll give you another example. I'll, sh- I'll show you my oh. stuff. How to, how to paint. How to paint KO in the most simple, easy way you could. Just like broke painting.
1: Broke painting. Um, Another thing as well is that KO really responds well to battle damage, verdigris, rusting. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I personally went a bit over top with mine. don't know if you can tell or see it. See all the wee scratches I did on it.
0: All the dribbles and
1: verdigris and shit. But it is what it is.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, say if you are working to a time scale, you can paint yeah. it, and then if you want to go back and, like, if you've got a tournament in a short amount of time, you want to play in it, you can get it painted, and then you can go back and add battle damage later if you want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but says, so well. Worth- bearing in mind you know your uh your time scales and what what you're working towards i you you kind of need to have a goal with your army and like a list would be a goal or you know i want to have a list ready for this tournament and then what do i need to do to get there because if you spend all your time working on your ironclad and that looks beautiful and it's got amazing battle damage but then your other models are gray when you have a yeah. tournament it's not so good Like right. so do what's achievable in the time and work out what you can what you can and can't do the one thing i would say with ships is you can go back to them and paint things but only certain things so you can go back yeah. and add battle damage to the outside but you kind of you need to build, you need to do sub assemblies on the ships. You definitely want to do sub assemblies. If you yep. don't, you're going to struggle to get to certain areas of the ship to paint. Yes. And then you can't go back once they're put together and do those bits. Um, oh, there he is. Yeah. Man himself. Here he is. Yep. So, yeah, def- definitely do sub assemblies. Yep. Um, no. Here he is. Right. Yeah. Put it on screen. All right. So like
2: I'm not a fantastic painter in and in, in any way, but just keeping it uh, keeping a super simple color scheme. That's cool. Still make a huh. relatively good looking ironclad. So yeah, just it's cool. Love the black, gray. Ah, oh. yeah. Alright, yeah, a little bit of sand um, black, grey, do the rivets and the highlights. They they took the longest, and silver for pretty much everything else. A little bit of gold to spot out some of the things and the the, the kind of glowy bl- glowy colour that you get. I think that's from warmer communities where you find out where to do it on their um their YouTube channel. They actually have painting guides for all the um, barracks on that YouTube channel. But yeah. Um, you can keep it super simple it'll still work out, relatively obviously it doesn't look as good as yours but it works
0: Um, yeah and I think if you are doing a simple colour scheme then picking out things like the and stuff is probably more important than if Mm -hmm. you've got a colour scheme with lots of different colours because they become more noticeable and that sort of thing. Um, they do. The other thing is, particularly with ships, is you might want to consider magnetising. Yes.
1: Magnetising or yes, yeah, so depth, some regards to the flight stand,
0: right? Uh, well, I was thinking more to do with the cannon. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because if you, you pay 70 quid for an ironclad and then you want to play it with a different weapon option, you don't want to go and buy another 70 quid ironclad and then, uh, yeah. and all that time building and painting another one. I mean, having two ironclads will be cool, but it's a lot of work just to use a different weapon. I'm so sure. it's so easy to magnetize that. So, to magnetize it.
2: the main cannon, yeah,
0: yeah, and don't do it, although, don't do it after you painted it, do it before you painted it, <laughs> do it before you paint it, yeah, yeah. definitely
2: personal opinion the cannon is better anyway I don't see why you'd want to magnetise them in the
0: first place (laughs) the the, uh, actual main cannon
2: the main cannon of the ironclad you want the you want the big great Aether sky cannon chuck away that um
1: volley
0: volley gun
2: gun shit nah you
0: don't need it I like the volley gun and I think if Seraphon Coalesce become more more prevalent in the meta then uh the volley cannon will be a bad choice. Because damage doesn't affect your body cannon at all. That's a good point. But it depends on um, you know, how much everyone end up in the meta and if they're using right. or uh, the other one, Star thingy. Star fine, fine. Magnetize it a little bit. Just yeah.
2: Just little bit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the
0: other... Oh, hey. Hayden
2: mentioned the
1: flight stand. Yes. The flight, flight stand. Yay, so, what a great thing.
2: Um, for your gun yeah,
1: hauler... Oh, sorry, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, for, for your... For, sorry, uh, for your gun hauler, it's fine. Uh, the model works, you put it on the flight stand, You can it, it'll stay on, it'll come off, it'll, it'll look like a floating ship. If you go any bigger, Did... Games Workshop didn't think about that.
1: Oh. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, mine, my old ironclad, my old frigate, they snapped, like, every event I went to. It was absolutely outrageous. I always had super glue on hand. Um, so what I did was that a good friend of mine, he um, he got a whole bunch of, like, acrylic rod, this big, thick shit, and he cut off a piece eats to me, He's was like, yo, sweet, you can have this. And it work, work, works a treat. Um, if you've got a Dremel or a drill, you can do that. Um, so I would recommend you do that. If you have to use the g flying flight stand, what I would do is I would try with your basing, try and put like some buildings or big rocks like touching the ironclad in different places just so it keeps it a bit more steady. That's what I'd do um, if you absolutely had to use the, old, um, the actual flight stand. But otherwise, it's shite. Sorry to say
2: so the frigate barely stays on. Um, yeah. Even that is very front heavy. So it it will tilt over and start falling off if you if you just put it on to the flight stand and trust it trust the, the flight stand to do its thing. The ironclad is extremely front heavy, and yeah. will one hundred percent break on you every single time you put it on that, even if you super glue it. Um, yeah. Just, I'll, sh- I'll show you what mine looks like. Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> years years of breakage. And just oh, pinning that joint yeah. over and over and re-glowing and break, re-breaking. So much to the point that yeah. I put a second pin attaching the fin to the base here.
0: So fine, that was so fine. I
2: but, yeah, yeah I, I, I drilled a, a second pin. So this thing is attached to the base on two different spots. Yeah. The uh, frigates you can get away with just having one pin. And they should be fine. The ironclad really needs something more.
1: Definitely, It's
2: just that unsteady.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, you can get acrylic rod from places like uh, Green Stuff World or from your local homewares shop, I suppose. I don't know. Um, My my mate went out and got some from Bunnings down here in New Zealand. I'm not too sure. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, um, definitely try alternatives with your... Uh, sky vessels, when it comes to the uh, acrylic bloody brace things, oh. mm. horrible, yeah. but it is what it is. Sorry, Games Workshop. The truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: you're talking about, just grab mine because I want to, yeah, show us. I've do... never seen it actually. No, actually gonna... You're just talking about flight stands and not having issues with it. So, <laughs> here we go, and there you a... go. There's a reason why I am holding so it true. with one of my other hands, um, yeah. because the way I did mine was I use a quick rod and I, it goes into the gold ball at the bottom. Um, yep, and I haven't glued it at all because for transport I thought it would be easier if it comes off the stand off the base, yep. That's cool. It. so it just comes off and it's just push fit. Um, that doesn't hold up for games? But yeah, if I turn it over here, um, you can see because this bit here is two bits and it joins in the middle, it's actually Same, yep. split apart here and now even though it was really good when I first did it, it's splitting apart and it doesn't it doesn't hold strong anymore. Um okay way especially at the top here. I don't know if you can see that where it's splitting apart the join. So even though so, it was yep. originally a strong plastic world, it's um it's not so strong anymore. So it was nice and sturdy. It's not so sturdy anymore. Um yep. now what it does is also there you go. push fit and it's it leans forwards which is what yeah. I was just saying about, mm. because it's very front heavy. Um, it is very. And to the um, point where it's touching the, the stand, and that's what's stopping it leaning any further. Um, the only other thing you could do is to drill through it further, so it goes right through, and then have a, a longer stand that goes right up into the hole. Or what a lot of people do is they buy <laughs> uh, magnet baron stands, don't they? Um, because uh, yeah, and then you're basically relying on the magnet to hold it, which works, but also I can show you because I have it magnetized. <laughs> clean this in camera angles, so yeah, if you can magnetize it, you can just do this. Ta-da. Very easy, easy.
1: Six easy.
0: Um, cool, and I grabbed my gun haul as well because i do done. Yep. I did the Ironbatt first, so it was actually like the first ship I did, which is going comp- completely against the advice that we gave out um, it. So again, this is push fit. Uh, the fight is at an angle. The one thing about push fit is you can have this can happen. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, if it
2: if it if it hits a uh, like a slope, it'll just tip on. Yeah. It. yeah.
0: So I mean. It is, in some ways that means it's less likely to break if you knock it. On the other hand, is like, if you put it all the you end up with it sitting like that, which, he, <laughs> which does then look a bit goofy. So you might find yourself <laughs> guessing things. Um, sure. The other thing I uh, want to point out while I have this on screen and my, my ship is, I went for what was generally quite a complex, color scheme. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of different colors on there. Um, That's cool. What I found is uh, I probably went up with too many. Um, too many. And so on some models I have, some colors are more prevalent than others. So my Arcanauts yep. are a lot more bronze than there is on the ships. There yep. is still bronze, cool. there's still bronze like right here and stuff. What I found is, particularly the metallics, is you don't want to have too many of them on the same model because they end up clashing each other. So you kind of Mm. want, for instance, I think two is okay, but if you have like bronze, gold, and silver all next to each other and then you also have Mm. non-metallic colors, you end up with so many different colors going on. That it yeah. just becomes a bit unworldly to like um, a bit awkward to, yeah, to, to sort of yeah. make everything sort of sit nicely to each other. Yeah, Different.
2: yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, it's it, it's really like know that when when you're getting into these ships, you are going to have to do some extra hobby, uh, on top of the usual Games Workshop build a mo- build and paint a model. To get these things to stand up,
0: yeah,
1: yeah,
2: to look the way they're meant to look,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, mm. and then yeah, and the, there's going to be issues with transporting them as well because they're yes, which is yeah. So like I said, that's why mine come off the stands because that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but they are, mm. I mean, at least they haven't got very like lots of long very. It's a bit spindly bits, but they, yeah, they're not the easiest the easiest thing to transport either. And that's where I think a lot of people would have their breakages was during yeah. transport.
2: During transport, yeah, um,
0: different So yeah, definitely can consider what you're going to do about flight stands. Um, I don't find it is so much of an issue with Skyriggers it's a little bit of an issue. Yeah, it's the thing
1: is, is that with the Skyriggers um, plastic things, it's not so bad. But if you drop it, it's going to snap off. It just mm. always does. As in, like I'm not the actual acrylic. The acrylic's actually quite sturdy. Mm. It's just the point where it connects. Even if you've esti pl- glued it for some reason, it's goes ping.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It yeah. just does
1: every time I drop a model from the table upward. It always comes off. My Archonauts, my Thunderers, never had an issue. It's just them.
0: So you could just yeah. throw an Archonaut against the wall as hard as you can, and it will survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, basically. So small. They're, well, they're sturdy. They're so small and, like, compact. Unless it was like one of the, one of the sky pipe might not, but the others are yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. Or well, you might get, depending if it's guy with a sword, maybe. The sword The right? <laughs> um, Yeah, the Skyriggers, they, they come off the flight stand. The flight stand never breaks itself, though. So you no. can it back on. No. Um, I think the trouble is, and I don't know if this is true, but what I've heard is plastic glue doesn't work with acrylic.
1: It doesn't work that well, um, but it can. Okay. I have done it. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah um but mine are mostly super glued just because yeah. it's easier to you know because we and you've got it on plate uh when you've got it on poly cement where which is what plastic glue was it like the guy will start sagging forward and just like a, nah! so yeah. you have to hold it or something so you start st- is st- super glued on one
0: yeah yeah so you want to use that, and i think that's why they break is because it's yep. a very brittle bond. And yep. um, The other thing I know, makes from mine is, I paint my models off the flight stands for the Sky Riggers, Yes. Which I think is great because right. you get in between the legs and stuff, but then you are gluing your flight stand to paint. And so, yep. what actually comes off on no. is you have a little layer of paint stuck to the flight stand and yeah. then the model breaks off, so um, so sorry, so I was gonna say what I do as well
1: uh, 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 if I mistakenly glue the monster flight stand is that I get some tape mm-hmm. before I paint it and then I wrap it around the acrylic flight stand
0: mm-hmm.
1: right around right down to the base because the actual flight stand on the base is going to get covered up by sand anyway, or mm-hmm. whatever you're using. Yes, that's what I do. So I take a Protects it from the primer, protect it from any pain, and then once you're done, just unwind it and it's all good.
0: So you don't have any trouble then with getting in between the legs with your brush and stuff because if you've got no. a third flight stand in the middle in the way? No. Oh, okay. I, I just
1: get right in there. But that, that's just me. Um, but I would re- recommend, though, doing it separate from the acrylic rod and the base, just in, you know, just, just in case you do make that mistake. Another thing I've done in the past is I've used old paint pots that are empty and I've like glued like so, glued their feet to the top of it and use that as like a painting
0: handle mm-hmm. or some cork, whatever that, you can do that. I did the same thing, except I just used blue tap to hold the models on. Yeah, I've done that too. Um, and it works. Um, it's less strong than super gluing it, but then you do, yeah, Got, you can reposition them if you want them. What I would normally try and do is if I um, is I put them towards the edge of the old paint pot or whatever it is, so then yep. if you want to get them up in between the legs and stuff, you, you've got an angle where you can do it from, where it's a lot easier, yep. whereas if they're in the middle of the paint pot, there's no real good angle to get into between the legs from because, you know, you've got the paint pockets in the way. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of Fitting out your units um, Something like thunderers There's a couple of different ways you can build them mm. um, um, yeah.
2: There are a lot of options with thunderers At this point in the book I would suggest Giving each thunderer In, in the box A different weapon Um i just gone gone for those special weapons.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm going play for both. And I think it depends on how you want to play positioning your ship. So... yeah, And then, so... I think, unless you are happy to just go out and buy loads of models, you want to magnetise some of them.
2: Yeah. Magnetising will help you with this army, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah I, yeah, I guess the trouble is, is what, I'm, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm building them and I'm magnetising them. But I'm not magnetising all of them. Because yeah. you don't need to. Hmm. So, for instance, a mortar is rubbish. The only reason you have the mortar is to get the buff. Um, so you yeah. want one of those? Yes. So if you're building a unit of 20, then you'll magnetise one to go to be a mortar that can be a rifle. And then you'll magnetize, say, all four AFA cannons, and one death sweeper. And then, depending if you want fumigators or not, because you don't need them for the buff, but they have a different ability, um, which you might want. Which I should probably explain what it is. The fumigator uh, for every enemy. Minus one to hit. Yeah, every enemy model within three inches is minus one to hit. Of if they're within three inches of a fumigator, not any fum. So if the they never get minus two to hit if they're in range of more than one, um, which can be fairly useful to make them more survivable. And it stacks with the chemist has the same ability, but with a different name it stacks. So you might want fumigators as well, but you don't want to necessarily magnetize every single model. You just magnetize the for cannons, one mortar, and one deck sweeper, and however many. Fumigate one, as opposed to doing four mortars and four deck sweepers.
2: Yeah. Um. With Arcanauts you definitely want to b- put all the special weapons in that box on them. Um, there's no reason yeah. to not give them the Sky Pike, the um, Skybolt, and the volley gun. Yeah. Um, for the riggers, Sky Wardens, uh. At this point, I would build them as endo riggers pretty much all the time. Um, they just they cost the same amount of points, and they are just a little better in combat than the sky wardens are.
1: Yeah, and their pistols as well have more shots.
2: That yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that, that's the big thing. Their, their pistols are twelve inch range. As opposed to the Sky, the, the um, Sky Warden's nine inch, and the reason that that that's such, that three inches is such a huge deal is a lot of our abilities are teleport nine, uh, over nine inches away from the enemy. So you, um, you'll have your boat; it'll bring out all these Sky Warden's, and they won't actually be able to shoot because they will be that nine point one millimeter inches away. From the enemy while the sky while the riggers with their 12 inches will just be able to shoot
0: as as per normal it's the same problem as the arc yeah Um, another thing um, with
1: the engine riggers though um if you are doing that is um have a skyhook in the unit as well because i mean yeah that's a less sore attack but then even though you're nine inches out because you can still charge then you then if you shoot it and you hit with it then you get a plus one to charge
0: do you even need to hit with it? I think it's just a basic plus one to charge now.
1: It
2: is just plus one to charge, yeah.
1: You
0: don't, yeah. You don't, need to, yeah, oh, you don't need to hit. I'm playing
1: it wrong. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 well. There you go. So then, effectively, you've got you've put it down to an eight-inch charge.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's the, the, the thing with enemy riggers and scarbons is they have the option of these extra guns. Yep. So sure you could magnetize them if you want to. Um yep. I yeah, I mean I've just built bought more with them. Um because yeah, because I used to run one unit with guns and one unit with saws Um yep. and then a couple of little small units for you know running around and being chaff and grabbing objectives and things. Um so I've just got the models now. But yep. um if you wanted to you can magnetise them if you want that extra um you know extra ability to to, to choose what you're going to have because you might not say necessarily want them to have all swords and pistols or you might, might not necessarily want them to have all guns um one thing I would definitely do though is if you build one with a skyhook is I would magnetise the skyhook, not the gun but the tip um and so then it can also be a drill cannon, because yep. that's a very, that's a very easy uh, thing to magnetize. Whereas magnetizing the whole gun is quite difficult. Well, it's not difficult, but mm-hmm. if you've never done magnetizing before, it's not as easy as just changing the tip of a weapon. Yeah. If you want to go the whole hole and magnetize a whole unit of our, uh, enemies, you'll use a lot of magnets, and it'll take a big, yep. quite time-consuming. Um, mm-hmm. That there's that. Um, and as we said before, you put, can potentially get them relatively cheap because people are splitting up paperwork. Yep. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Mm. Very true. Uh, you. Um,
2: Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, um, when it comes to, to painting and to, to painting models and such, more, more along the painting, um, sub assemblies are your friends
1: yeah
2: um a lot mm-hmm. of the things so we talked about a bit with endless riggers um you paint them off their base so you mostly build the model then you paint it then you glue it on i also keep the blo- the top balloon off and paint that separately just so mm-hmm. i can get into behind into the um into the backpack areas and such mm-hmm. and especially with the boats there's a lot of things in here that you want to kind of build and then putting because otherwise painting hang on. This captain Looks. in back here, yep. it's gonna be almost mm-hmm. impossible. So yeah. I usually like this balloon is its own sub assembly. This balloon's its own sub assembly. This yeah. is its own thing, that comes completely off. This is uh, the cannon is mm-hmm. in two parts the the shield and the actual cannon and all the um, the crew Dooms. on yeah. top of the ship are uh, completely separate.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Also the bombs, um, yes. just to get behind and underneath those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The more sub-assemblies you do, the easier it will be to paint. Um, it really will. The one thing I would say is, is do dry fit things first before you glue them, when you try to put them together after you paint it, because yeah. if you mm-hmm. mess up with that glue, you will ruin your model. Yeah,
1: yeah i did that with the um with, with the wires off the um off the engine and the front, yeah. front one that goes to the hole yeah i did that and, did you cut it uh, wrong?
0: did you cut off the screw because did you cut off the screw wrong or did it just not fit it just didn't fit because what why I, so I, I cut it wrong so yeah grab, grab my shift because it's easier to explain um Sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a lot of video on, Sean. So where it joins, oh God, I need to get it on the, work here. Where so yep. it joins here, like, it comes up here and then you have like a little bit and then there's another bit that goes off sort of sideways. And yep. on the sprue, that bit that goes off sideways looks like it's part of the sprue. And so you can easily cut that off and file it down. And then when you come to put it together, you'll glue it down here or down here and then you'll go to glue it in it doesn't go anywhere, and so I had to use green stuff to make mine fit. Yeah,
1: it's weird, I eh? because it happened to me, so I just had to do random shit on
0: it. Yeah, you might have done the same thing to me and cut off a bit that actually is meant to go in there. No, the actual chainy bits broke,
1: so I oh, had oh. to like bath the dies. Oh, it looks ugly up close, but it's alright from the distance.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so generally speaking with the ships, the more sub assemblies you do, the better. Yep, definitely. Um, uh, Alex, you mentioned like you leave the balloon off the riggers. Yeah. I put the I yeah, I've always done them off the base and off the flight stand, so I've always done the base separately. In the past I used to just do them for the assembly. What I've done more recently is I've um, let the rudder off because the rudder then right. the rudder gets in the way. It's very easy to glue back on because a lot of it gets hidden, uh, the bit that joins in. A lot of it gets hidden once you go in, so you it's very easy to glue it in without you know messing up your paintwork. Yeah, um, and then that allows you to get to the backpack, um, and then it also allows you to get under the balloon more because the rudder comes up towards the balloon, doesn't it? Um, yeah.
2: Um, no, that's a good that's a good
0: point. I've seen some people, if they're doing models with 200 weapons, they actually leave the guns off. Um, yeah. Just to get into that. In, in between the gun and the, and the body, really. Um, it's not something I've ever done. But certainly painting a, a guy with a a saw and a pistol is a lot easier than painting the two-handed guns.
2: Oh yeah, because like you yeah. can get into that like
0: yeah, everywhere. it's So easy um, with the archer. Also, doesn't matter that much. Like I don't think you can really see. But with the the, the riggers, it's and the funners, it's a little bit harder. Um, yeah. But the other um, thing is when you model your your guys with saws and um pistols you you might want to bear that in mind like if you really hate trying to get in funny gaps don't have the saw coming across the body or the pistol coming across the face or something if you choose yeah. ones where they haven't sort of spread out it's much easier to paint yeah yeah
1: um
2: so i think we've We've talked about uh, uh, planning, buying, building, and painting an army. Yep. We've stayed mostly on topic, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yay!
2: So I think now comes the part where we talk about the pineapple on the pizza. Um, Mm -hmm. So... No. All right. Can we... Yeah. Is there anything... Else, that the new players would need
1: to know. Are there any questions if... in the chat? No, they' have
0: been not, the um, not a question There's some advice. Is Eric said that you can counterweight in the ships to stop them moving forwards?
1: Oh so yeah.
0: Some of them, if you put yeah. weight in the back there stop them yeah.
1: just
0: um, yeah, definitely a good idea. Um, one thing about the Arkenau's, I would say, which I'd never really considered until recently when someone was asking about magnetising on Facebook, was you could magnetise the hero, not the hero, the, the leader of the unit. And yep. not, not because the two different guns are like... There's, there's not enough difference between the two different guns. But I think oh, whatever you want. Because if you want to run a unit of 20 or a unit of 10... You can't really have two leaders in there. Um, that's true. Mm. If, fine if you've got a way of... The other thing you can do is, if you are going to do that, is on a couple of your leaders, you can give them, say, like a more interesting base or something. Yep. Um, so you, then you can say to your opponent, right, like, the leader of this unit is the one that's on a big rock or the one that's got like a gold base or something other in the base Or one could have, I don't know, like a, a different colour helmet or something or a different shoulder pad. Um, yep. If you don't want to make a magnet. Yeah. So it's something to bear in mind because if you want the flexibility, say if, you, say if you've got 20, uh, 30 Arcanauts and you want to run a list that has two units, uh, two 10, but you also want to try and a list where you've got one unit, 20, 20, you need some way of knowing which one is the leader. So, it's not something I really thought about yeah. in the past, but mm. um, yeah. So, building. Uh, so the next thing is playing, and um, I guess before you can play, you've got to get your models to the place that you're going to play with them at, <laughs> unless you're playing at home. Um, mm. So,
2: all right. So the first, th- I mean, the first thing you have to do is you have to find someone to play with. Yes. That requires making friends. And yes. uh, I've got
0: really no funny. idea.
2: Find and yeah.
0: figure it out. Chat around with check, check random people on Facebook and then start a podcast with them. <laughs> 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 that works really well. Um, you just won't play any games with them if, they, if you start a podcast with people that live in different countries. So bear that in right. mind. Um, but yeah. Um, Obviously if you're only ever gonna play games in your basement or your garage or your dining room, or whatever, and people are always gonna come around yours, it's not too much of an issue. Most people are gonna be attending tournaments. Um, if you're new to AOS, you might be like, Oh what do I need to do? And you need to get some sort of case. If obviously if you played other armies in the past, you have an idea of what's required. Some people have like cases with magnet trays. Yep. Um, which is works quite well with the ships, uh, and the fact that we've got a lot of different size models. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're playing something with lots of sky riggers and lots of archers, then a phone case works just as well, really, and it's cheaper. Um, I use a phone case, and because I have the ships come off the stand, that makes it a bit easier to fit in the phone case. Uh, what do you guys use? Yep. A case, yeah. Um, you- I'm notoriously
1: bad for army transport and army care. Ask anyone in New Zealand and they'll tell you the same. Um, but now I've started using like a plastic container, yeah, you know, like a big lunchboxy thing or just a big Tupperware container and just ch- ch- chucking it all in there. It just works for me. Yeah. Um,
0: did you pad it, um, hey? it out as well with something?
1: Well, I should. <laughs> nah. So like, so, like, these guys that I play play with. They like, you know, they'll chuck like Glad wrap inside like this Tupperware container, and it sort of, sort of like acts like an adhesive. It sort of like sticks everything to the,
0: uh, the container. What's Glad wrap?
1: Oh, um, it's like cellophane stuff that you use to wrap food in. You know what I
0: mean? Oh, like cling um, uh, film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the stretchy stuff that sticks to itself.
2: It, yeah. It's clear. Yeah. You kind of put it over food and did. It...
0: Yeah, cl- yeah, we yeah. put cling film in the case. Ah,
2: okay. well, you're weird.
0: Well, I just, just, I just strange people well, from the Because at first I thought maybe you meant bubble wrap or something, I was like, well, <laughs> so. so? You so know, they um, get, so they put those cling film in, in the case.
1: Yeah. Um. No. 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 So. So. Like. You put it. At the base of it like on the bottom of it and when you chuck guys down into it it sort of sticks to them so they don't fall about when you're moving around
0: yeah okay
1: yeah well that's what guys in my group do i haven't done it because i'm lazy um and i can't afford a carry case because i'm the hobby hobo (laughs) hmm. um i
2: still use the the old games workshop cases um oh you mean
1: the big square one like the big brick one
2: Yeah, where they they had like little pluck pluck foam and you could kind of create it into a shape that you wanted and you can kind of put a model into that.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Um, Of course, all the pluck, the pluck foam stuff's all gone. So it's kind of just a a box with a a foam floor, walls and ceiling and then the boat kind of fits in there and hopefully doesn't bang around too much.
1: Um, Yeah.
2: Yep and then the, the infantry trays were really nice to just put um your infantry in and you could like take parts from out to make a double infantry uh square so you put like your uh Endeenderreaggers in there yeah it works all right mm. yeah. um yeah. but yes yeah. i've heard pe- uh magnet trays like a uh, a uh, uh, a lot of people i see go to go to tournaments use like um trays with magnets and then like a case wrapped around that. I think there's a specific site where they get that from, but I can't for the life of me remember what it Battle is. Foam. Battle foam.
1: Battle foam make army-specific trays. I've seen them. I haven't seen them up close, but I've seen them online. They've made like actual foam inserts for like ironclads and frigates and gunhulls and like that. It's quite cool. They're expensive though. So I mean, if you are willing to spend the money on it, then go for gold. You know, yeah, they are. They don't really, I don't know. I haven't really seen much of them.
0: But, well, yeah. The other thing is, they are modeled around the Games Workshop flight stand as well.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: And a flat base. So, yep. if you build your ship slightly differently um, or and the same, with, then it's not going to fit. So, you might have yep. to cut it and stuff. And if you're going to start cutting you might as well buy a uh, yeah, what I did was I bought a uh, tabletop tyrant case. Yep. And they do like a create your own custom case thing. And it works out cheaper doing that than buying all the bits individually. It's uh, oh, yeah? still going to end up spending quite a lot of money. I think mine costs £80, which is more than an ironclad. But then it, I can put my entire army in that. Um, That's cheaper than an ironclad in New Zealand. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah tabletop tarot might be expensive in, in New Zealand as no, well.
2: not. It's, uh, not, it's not going at Games Workshop prices in, in in other countries
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I got a big layer of pluck foam which I then sort of spent some time plucking bits out and cutting it half height and stuff in places to fit the ships um, yep. and bought different size trays for different units so you know the archerots are in you know small infantry ones, and the riggers are in slightly bigger mm-hmm. ones. The skywardens, yes. the sky mines, are even bigger ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and mean, there's different heights and things. It takes a little while to figure out what you need to then make the most of your case. And you know, obviously, then if you then end up playing different lists, you want to transport different models, um, so that you might end up buying more trays eventually, which is not necessarily ideal, but you know. If you want to look after your models, that's kind of what you want to do. Yeah. What can you do? Mm. The other thing I think it's seen people would have said is buy big storage boxes and wrap stuff in cotton in uh, kitchen paper. So yeah. Kitchen? Yeah, just like, yeah, you know, like you buy it on a roll and it's just like absorbent.
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it's in high demand right now, so I'm not, I'm not sure what your what chances are of finding stuff like that. Yeah. But. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean maybe when I, it comes back. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily rely on that too much. I used to transport my ship doing that. Yeah, the Ironclad fits really well in the malign Sorcery box once it's built. <laughs> like out kitchen roll. That's how I used to transport my Ironclad before I got my big. Cat. <laughs> like, that's some hobby yeah. hoboing Yeah, I put the base yeah. in, uh, at the bottom and then just I right, don't know. And it just sat in there vertically on its own, but. It's not ideal, really. Um Yeah, then it's not an easy army to transport. I don't think any models are that easy to transport, other than, I don't know. I mean, if you had a whole, a whole wow. army of just foot troops, then it would be, but... Mm. Would
2: 120 work. Archimalds, make it a thing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
0: No. But moving on to playing, um, I mean, it kind oh, of, to your list, really, mm. um, and you need to. Have, I mean, you can prep as much as you want to, or as little as you want to. Like some people yeah. will look at have a plan for every battle plan, and for every potential army they might face. Um, whereas I mean I don't go to that full extent because,
2: I mean we we still, don't want to make this into a tactics video. Uh, um, but just like, s- simple, simple tip, don't be too aggressive, stay yeah. back,
1: yeah. wait, mm.
2: shoot, do it slowly. Don't yeah. shove everything into their face, turn one, shoot and go, yeah, what are you going to do now? Because what they're going to do is they're going to turn around, punch your ironclad, and everything's just going to...
1: Yeah, blow in your face.
0: Yeah. But um, everything you want to do is what your opponent wants to do. Hmm. Um, so just bear that in mind I think the, the most the, I mean it depends on your army build obviously but the mo- because fly high is so powerful and because you can teleport the best thing I would suggest is if you first of all if you can make your opponent go first do hmm. and plan assuming your opponent is going to take the first turn because if, if they don't, and they make you take the first turn, there's it depends on your number of drops in your army, but if you don't have the choice, because you've got ships that can teleport, you can afford to deploy cautiously, and then if they make you take the first turn, you can still hit them if you need to. So yep. if you've got one ship, uh, it depends on, then you'll probably deploy in a corner and put a screen around... Put everything in the corner to screen everything around it. There some mm. If you've got enough Archonauts and you've not got too much stuff to screen, you can maybe deploy in the middle of the table with like a semi-circle sort of screen around things. But generally, mm. I would say if you can, say if you're low drop, if you get the choice, make your opponent go first anyway. Because you yeah. don't want to be double-turned. Yeah. Um, I've only got one point.
1: In regards to play with KO. Um, and this is more pointed towards new players, um, people are just into the army. KO, and this is not to dissuade anyone, because obviously we want more people to play the army.
2: Oh, everyone's going to play
0: the army. 100% KO.
1: Yeah, everyone wants to, to play KO. Come on. Um, years Two years' time, everyone playing
0: KO. That's all we want. Oh, God, it'd be awful. <laughs> no, you know, don't That's... play
1: KO. No, um, but no, honestly, KO isn't a beginner-friendly army, especially you now, like I'm... like I'm, And it's always been the case, um, you know, back when they first came out to when it is now. I mean, they're not very... For, they're not very forgiving when you fuck up, but if you do what you need to do and you do it in the right order, blah, 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 blah then then your opponent's really going to fair field on the same table. So just bear that in mind, you will lose a lot of your first games. Unless you're a gifted wizard with new armies like fucking Sean Tubman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, um, you know, you will lose games. Yeah. Don't let it get to you. As you play, you'll start to figure out your list. You'll start uh, to figure out the army. I mean, fuck, I've only won two games of this army so far. And this new edition, it was a different one. i won in the first edition when I was first playing, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're all challenging army, uh, especially now. I mean, for me, it's been taking me a while to get my head around um, just how the army works now and how different it is. And fuck, I've been playing Age Sigma for, God, four years now. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah, but, but be prepared to win, but this is sorry to lose, but when you win, it's fucking rewarding. There you go. That's my only t- tidbit for play.
0: Yeah. It depends who you're playing against because and what they are yeah. because equally because we can present so much force in one turn and say if you do get a double turn, you can quite easily end up tabling your opponents as well. It's very Yeah,
1: yeah it is very, 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 very swingy, but as I said, yeah, just if you do what you need to do, you'll you'll be alright. If you don't or if your opponent's really good then they'll be able to mitigate what you're up to. But that's for a different show. Um,
0: Yeah, because obviously it sounds like you play against a lot of very experienced players. So just even in your casual games, um, and probably in your casual games, are they playing quite strong lists? Is it mostly tournament practice or games?
1: Yeah, yeah. My local group is all... um, it's pretty top end competitive, you know, because I've got the likes of if you know the New Zealand scene, or if you've been to Cancun, you probably know Goomboss, Seth, um, yeah. Sean Tubman, um, yeah. So I so play play with all those guys on a very regular basis, and they're all very, you know, yeah. So pretty much we're always trying the most competitive list we can, just because we're a tournament based group. Yeah. So, but 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 we do have casual guys in there, and you know, so we try not to. Play uber heavy list
0: against oh. them, but that is what it is. Yeah, so I mean, what I was, my promise is is like, that your perspective of like you you've only won two games, um, with the new book and stuff is you're playing against top lists with very experienced players, um, mm. so that might not necessarily be the case for other people. Um, like obviously, yeah, I mean, it depends. It always comes down to what you play against, cause yeah, be- exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah, their advice is still very good. You know, don't get downhearted. And this, this is, is not. not <laughs> this is where, like the playing part. I mean, we can't do a, a huge talk a huge amount about it in this episode, but it kind of then feeds back into the planning part. Yeah, it's, when you plan your list, you need to think about how you're going to play it, not just oh, what can these things. Do it's like, well, how am I actually physically going to put them on the table? Where am I going to move them to in certain battle plans? How am I going to deploy them? Because if yeah. you haven't thought about that when you've written your list, then you come to put it on the table you're like, well, how does this work? Um, and generally, after you've played some games, you might want to rethink some things in your list, which will then go back, yeah. and you'll start the whole process again offline. Well, I played the list, and I want to make these two or three changes, and that might mean you've got to go and buy more models, and then build them, and paint them, and stuff again. Um, yeah. It's like a ref- a refining process always. Just I wouldn't necessarily assume, like, especially if you're new to the game, that the first army you build and paint, and you that you can build and paint two thousand points exactly, and then you won't change it. Um, yeah. maybe if you netlist saying- if you netlist you might be able to but that will rely on it. that netlist working for your playstyle and you uh,
2: yeah it's, it's always better to come up with your own kind of style and way of doing things mm. than yeah. finding something on the internet that someone else has made to fit their style which mm. might be really good for them but isn't gonna it's always work for you
0: mean. yeah um Yes. Yeah, so if you are going to take someone else's list, at the very least, try and figure out how they use it, because like reasons, if you if you've watched this show before or listened to this show before, and you, you know you listen to the ones you understand how Kron's uses his can list, then you'll you'll be able to say copy that list and use it more effectively than if you just take another random list and you've got no idea how they play it because mm. at least you got some idea of how it plays um but yeah generally you're going to have to go for this refining process Mm. either Mm. because the list isn't quite right or it doesn't suit your play style somehow
2: yeah Mm.
1: yeah
2: all right um i think i'm gonna have to call it there
0: uh, I think we covered we, everything
2: anyway, haven't well, we? We've pretty much covered everything uh, for, like, just, just starting a new KO army, yeah? Yeah.
0: Um,
2: uh, we've got a lot of podcasts out at the moment, uh, uh, just going over, like, in specific strategies and specifics parts, like uh, Skyports and um, list builds.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, this is a good to start out. How to how to build plan build paint how to plan buy build paint yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. that order
1: there you go. exactly what we needed to do
0: yeah perfect um so yeah just to to wrap up I guess um I asked last week because we apparently we can do a podcast you know twice in two weeks now <laughs> That's, yeah. We go ages without doing them, and then we do it do, well, one a week after another. Um, I mentioned about it we We're consistent. Months. Yes, uh, I a couple of people that said they are interested. If you are interested, uh, let's know. I don't know um, if it's definitely going to happen yet, but if you do, if you are interested, and in also let me know where you are. Not not specifically, but you know, it's no good me getting some. Dice made in the UK if everyone that wants them is in the US or everyone wants them is Australia because we the fact that we have got like three of us, um, keepings, we can actually get them made in the country where most people want them, that might work better. Um, we'll put in
2: the cast dice that'd be sure. yeah.
0: yeah, why not? We might do it, we might not yet. Um, but yeah, if you do, if you do want them, let us know. Um, we're going to do more shows at some point um, about. this for sure. List building and stuff. Um, so I know we haven't covered that much in this show, but it wasn't really what the show was meant to be about. So um, we'll we, get
2: Tubman on soon.
0: Soon.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm trying, mate. He's a, bu- bu- a busy man.
2: This is, yeah. this is this this on, on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying my be- best. i give him shit tonight. See, see what he reckons. Yeah. Good. All the shit.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I always do. If you like the video, give it a like. Um, subscribe. All that sort of jazz. don't know. What else mm. But yeah, thanks for listening and watching if you're on YouTube. Um, See you
2: next time.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: See you soon. Bye. Bye.